0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker.
1: We've been experiencing the worst inflation in 40 years, and it's doing a lot to our pocketbooks. But what's it doing to our banks? We've just recently had two bank failures and another bank bailed out and I guess saved um, what does it mean for consumers? How does it mean about your investment strategies, about your retirement, your future? A lot of questions. Consumers are anxious and nervous and worried and concerned and all those other adjectives to, to think about it. But we're going to talk to somebody today who, who will give us some good advice. And my guest is Joe Himsley. He's a certified financial planner with AmeriPrize Financial Services. And Joe, welcome to Of Consuming Interest.
0: Shirley, thank you very much. It's nice to be back.
1: Yeah, you always give us some good information and you kind of put it into a, a rather reasonable perspective for us so that, you know, if we don't panic and run out and do something stupid. So let's let's talk about what's going on. We've just seen the ninth raise of the interest rates in the last year. Uh, inflation, as I said, is, is it's the worst inflation. As a matter of fact, last summer in 40 years, it has eased a little bit, but not a whole big lot. There's a lot of concern about it. Now, with the advent of the this ninth raise in the interest rates, how does that – I don't even know how to ask the questions. It's such a, a big issue. But how does that make – how does that put consumers in the forefront to, to, to the questions? What should they ask? What should they know? And, and what does it mean for them? So let's break that down a little bit and just start out by saying, first, are our banks safe in your view?
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a lot of implications of interest rates um, going up as quickly as they have. And certainly one of the things that's obviously happening now is it's affecting the, the banking industry. Um, there is a safety issue to a degree, thus far, with the spike in rates, for some banks, the powers that be are stepping in and trying to figure it out, uh, and taking some steps to help ameliorate some of the problems. Um, but I, I would, I would still declare that uh, you know using banks where appropriate um, is entirely reasonable. Um, but not all banks are created equal, you know. So in terms of the safety question. You know, most probably are still safe, but it's really a bank by bank question. But yeah, most are probably still um, safe and reliable.
1: What was surprised me is that how many people, when the SVB bank collapsed, um, I think that was the, the, yes, the SVB out in California, when it collapsed, um, we're hearing now that the the government is going to step in and pay the people who had uh, money in the bank greater than the $250,000, which is insured by the FDIC, the Federal Depositors Insurance Corporation. I I was a little surprised at that. Doesn't that just encourage people to put money in a bank? They should be investing it or at least spreading it around and making it a little bit safer. Is that going to be a continuing – do you know if that's a continuing policy by the the government?
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's not an ideal solution and it may be done in that instance and a few others, hopefully only a few others for very specific reasons. Um, but you have a lot of businesses banking at that uh, particular bank whose deposits are way in excess of the federally insured levels. And the concern was that it would actually impact um, a large part of the, um, the the technology economy in the United States because there was so much reliance on that particular institution for deposits. So you have a lot of smaller companies that are going through a lot of cash right now that um, would not literally be able to pay their employees if they could not get access to the monies they deposited at that bank. So you could get a real ripple effect uh, through the technology sector of the economy. So the decision was let's just backstop the whole thing. Now the implications of that are you know are, are unwinding as we go, and I think the the thought is that it's it's not isolated, but it's still somewhat concentrated in, um, in that particular industry there. Um, but yeah, it's messy. You know, the, these these solutions to these crises get very messy very quickly and have. Um, unfavorable side effect consequences,
1: but well, the, thought sorry,
0: might be the thought might be it's just better to do it and have uh, side effects than to not put the medicine in at all,
1: yeah, and, and leaving an awful lot of people hanging out there. Um, let me let me ask you this how, uh, okay, so the S, um, the SVB bank, I've read that some of their loans were. were Kind of questionable that there were all um, a lot of issues with it. How does a consumer check out a bank? Isn't there some way that we can go and find out what they're, or maybe wouldn't wouldn't know enough to read the information that we get from the federal government? Is there is there way? What would you tell Joe? Now I know that you're you're focused on investments, and that's a good thing. But if you were telling your part, let's say one of your clients who wanted to put some money in a bank for something they wanted to use it for, but it was more than the FDIC insurance and whatnot, how would you tell them to check out a bank?
0: It's a great question. And actually part of financial planning is managing cash, if you will, you know, before you even get to investment portfolio decisions and such. So no, that it's a it's a very relevant question. It's a great question. Um, you know. Banks have public, most, most publicly traded banks' shares are companies who have to reveal their information. So the first place, frankly, to start would be their website um, and to read up on that bank. A lot of folks bank with who's local. Uh, and so, you you know, you'd start there. And one of the challenges we've had is it's a lot of smaller regional banks um that are susceptible to fear uh, because they're not deemed to have the deeper pockets and this greater stability of the more national banks um but so I but I would start directly with the bank itself and and um learn about how they represent their financial strength the issues that happened at SVB were um some unique in some ways and not unique in some ways but it it they sort they cater to an industry where cash was drying up as interest rates were um, going higher. And so they had a lot of customers wanting to draw money in a relatively short period of time. That's not the typical case with many banks. And so it becomes more of a systemic thing. So said differently, you know, the safety of most banks, probably hasn't changed through this, um, but the perception of it has. Uh, okay, so well, I, need
1: to, I need to interrupt you here to take a brief pause to identify ourselves and to let our listeners know they're tuned into of Consuming Interest. My guest today is Joe Himsley. He's a certified financial planner with Ameriprise Financial Services, and we're talking about the bank, uh, which a lot of people are nervous and what is, what's behind it and how does he as a financial planner view all this for consumers? So I'm sorry to have interrupted you, Joe, but can we pick up where you were talking, where you left off?
0: Sure. By all means. So, so it's, it's always appropriate, of course, to know um, more about with whom you're depositing your money. Um, There at the same time, most, as I say, I just want to make sure the listeners realize there are some uniquely difficult situations, but broadly we're we're not there yet and may not get there in terms of, you know the safety of many banks being affected. Um, but still doing doing a little due diligence on your bank. again, I just said before the break, we should take a look at each individual bank's. Financial strength and and listen to them in terms of how they represent it. Um, you can um, learn more about FDIC by going to the FDIC website, and they'll back. Um, you know, all, you know, m- most banks have access to FDIC insurance, so that would be relevant too for when you're you're keeping monies at a bank within the thresholds of that insurance. But that's another place for consumers to read about how that works by going directly to the FDIC.gov website.
1: Well, there's a lot of research that we as consumers need to to do before we're putting our money in a bank, especially if you're putting in a large sum of money. Um, Okay, now, what does this do, Joe, in terms of a consumer's investment strategy, um, I, I know there's got to be a connection, but I'm not smart enough to know what it is. But I think you are. So no. tell me, tell me how how this impacts a consumer who's sitting out there saying, oh, my goodness, inflation is going to eat into my um, retirement because my retirement's going to be worth less. And we, we um, how do we how do we plan for all of this? I mean, it gets to be a little bit intimidating, I think.
0: Well, um, and thank you for the compliment, Shirley. You're always very generous. The you know, the landscape has changed, right? So the strategies have changed. So for the last couple of decades in the U.S. and many other parts of the world, we've had very good growth rates with relatively modest uh, inflation. And when you have one situation last for a long period of time, as these things go in cycles, it tends to flip. So the the default could be that we'd have lower growth rates with higher inflation. Well, the types of instruments that one might wish to own in that environment are different than in the sort of the previous landscape, if you will.
1: So However, you mean you're referring you're referring to what it was to where we find ourselves right now. Yeah, so Okay.
0: Th- th- there's certain types of assets that uh, make a lot of sense to own when inflation is, is moderate and contained and growth is solid. Um, And, you know, again, there's going to be a little bit of pressure for a while in the opposite direction of that. Uh, At the same time, it's, you know, one never knows, right? So it's all, it's all sort of assessing probabilities, always having, if you, if you're fortunate enough to have resources that you can spread out, making sure that you're covering sort of, all the potential economic scenarios, ie, diversify along those lines, but maybe be a little more focused on what's more likely to happen in the years to come. Um, you know, inflation's always a debate that it's been higher and that it would stay higher. If we have a pretty significant recession, that's going to put downward pressure on different types of inflation and and for different types of services and products. And broadly, It'll probably you know come down significantly, but it's one of those things where we want to be careful what we wish for because it, that would be accompanied by a lot of other challenges.
1: A lot um, of it, challenges, a lot of heartache for a lot of consumers.
0: Yeah, and and it, but th- you know, there's always there's always ways to navigate through regardless of what the conditions are, and you know that's the thing to focus on is there's different tools in the toolbox. To become appropriate for um, you know, a, a, again a lower growth rate, higher inflation type environment, uh, but again, we for a little while we may get a lower growth and lower inflation, or we could slip to you know stagflation, um, which is you know what I was referring to before, or the economy could reaccelerate. We have higher growth and higher inflation at some point mm-hmm. over the next few years. So. You know, somebody should look at all that and say, "Look, I I need to spread things out so that I have monies available in each of those circumstances."
1: So, really, it's a matter of of uh, getting uh, someone to help you do planning, or if you're smart enough to do it yourself. I certainly am not, uh, but is it's someone who has a vision and believes in actually what i would hear you saying to me is that you're spreading the risk around you're going into various areas because of what might happen since we're in such a a rather unstable environment right now is that a fair summary
0: sure by all means you know it um there's certain things that probably make sense in uh portfolio strategies regardless of the the, you know, the next set of conditions over the next 12 to 24 months. Um, But part of it should also be acknowledging, you know, the reality of where we are. Um, And so, again, that's going to look different now than it did five, 10 years ago. Um, And, you know, as always with these things, it's specific to the specific person or household that are focused on their finances. Um, Giving broad general advice is, is uh, is is challenging, um, but I would just encourage people to think in terms of, you know, not uh, of thinking of the next several years as maybe continuing to look different than um, the previous twenty years.
1: So I guess the the message, the takeaway from what you've just said is that. While we may want to use one investment strategy for right now, it may not be good. It may not be our long, long-term long strategy. And, and the bigger thing is for us to keep on top of it to see that our planning is meeting the needs of the current economy. And um, wh- while we don't have a crystal ball, I guess there are some things that you use. As parameters to figure out kind of where we might be and where you want to invest. Well, now, uh, can we um, just take a brief, brief pause here that our listeners know that they're tuned into i Consuming Interest. My guest is Joe Hemsley. He's a certified financial planner with Ameriprise Financial Services. And um, is we're talking about banks and, and what's happening and what is a strategy for consumers. So it is a little bit of an uncertain time, Joe. Um, we we uh, have got to be flexible. We've got to look at some of the issues of, that are going on and affecting us today. But now uh let's just take a kind of it's probably this is a broad brush question but are there certain injury in industries excuse me that we should be looking at now to put some of our investment money into um should we be going to mutual fund what what are some of the things that you if someone came into you and said i want to invest a bunch of money joe what are the instruments? Where would you put me? I mean, I know you're going to ask a lot of questions of the consumer. You want to know what their life strategy is, et cetera, et cetera. But is there some uh, broad picture here that you can paint for us?
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, looking ahead, there's always things that look interesting, right? Um, what I would start though by saying is, um, and again, this is a, I'll keep this kind of higher level in general, but um, right now, you want to just be that much more careful. So if, there's, if there are things that you like um, that um, look like they might be resistant to current conditions, you might be more zealous or more active currently in finding other um, areas that are even more defensive. So that in aggregate, you're basically being really careful about the types of risks that you're taking. Um, but, uh, ironically, there's going to be areas of technology for a while that look pretty, that look relatively good. Um, and then others, uh, not so. And the reason, the reason there's going to be even more of a distinction in that area now is the cost of money. So you, you, which leads to higher inflation. Um, so you're going to have companies that um grow despite the slower economic growth rate and the marketplace tends to bid those companies up when growth is more scarce and it you often look to technology for some of your highest growth growth areas but because money is getting so expensive And technology stock, a lot of technology stocks need a lot of capital to continue growing. There's going to be other areas that are actually a little more vulnerable now. So that thought of be really careful and specific, but then also acknowledge there's going to be even some companies that suffer because of the current conditions, um, it is not unique to now, but it's very focused right now where you want to, you want to, you know, think in terms of two steps with each investment that you make something that maybe take advantage of the current conditions from a positive standpoint, and then be a little more defensive with another move that you make. These Mm -hmm. are not normal times that we're in. Uh, This has just been the most uh, rapid rise in interest rates in the last four decades. And that, history tells us is going to have consequences as we go forward over the next couple of years. So we, we just want to be careful as we go through, you know, each, each step, Uh, you know, one area that um, is of interest these days too, is actually back on the bond side. um, You know, a a lot of municipalities um, if they're strong um, or if, their particular projects are viable and strong, where um, interest rates are, uh, might be a, an interesting place to be for those that um, are interested in uh, tax advantaged investing. Uh, now, if we have a severe, re- you know, recession or a recession, there's going to be some municipalities and government and state governments and so forth that are negatively affected. So again, got to be really careful with it. But interest rates have come up a lot, so it's it's causing there to be a little more focus and, and interest again in sort of the fixed income side of the cycle. So that would be a way to potentially, as I say, balance some of the other stock market oriented things that one might do.
1: Joe, one of the things that you put me out, you put out just recently, was the effect of inflation on your retirement income. Can consumers go to your website and get that information? I thought it was rather um, eye-opening to think how little, much less, our buying power will be with from where we are right now with um, uh, inflation. Uh, is that available at your website? Can you tell people where to find it?
0: Yeah, we, we're periodically posting information on there. And I think the easiest way to get there would be just go to um, ameriprise.com and then type or and uh, put my name in Joseph Hemsley. And it'll go specifically to ours. Um, we each choose um, those of us who partner with them with Ameriprise each choose um, um, some of the things that we put on there. So um, that'd be a way for folks to for to to find more about those those things, and then obviously yeah, I, I,
1: that was an interesting piece you did on that Joe, and his name is spelled by by the way H E M S L E Y. So at any rate, uh, you can find some really good information there, and it'll give you some pause when you start thinking about your future and what what your money's value is going to be. Um, And just tells us how much we need a certified financial planner, which is to bring me back to to the thought, Joe and I have talked about it over the years, how important it is to be sure that the person that you're working with for your financial information is a certified financial planner. That means an awful lot, because is it true, Joe, that people can still hang up a shield no matter what and say that they're going, that they're a planner?
0: Yeah, I mean, to a degree. Yeah, the um, financial services is, is pretty regulated, but yes, they're, they're still going you to be. You just focused. have
1: to be careful and, and yeah. check the credentials of the person that you're using. Well, I mean- Yeah, it's, it has been a roller coaster recently. It's certainly very interesting. When I look at the price of groceries and gasoline, I kind of shudder. But at any rate, you always bring us a message of giving us a way to look at the brighter side of it. So I really, really do appreciate that. Just we've got a few, just a few seconds here. One last piece of advice for consumers, Joe, anything you want to say to them?
0: Just I would say back on the banking side, just to um, make sure you understand the rules of the how the FDIC insurance protection works. Uh, and again, that's um, if you have concerns about a bank's strength and you're concerned about depositing with them, you know, clearly that the concerns are, are concerns. You need to focus on it. But
1: okay, you... that's I'm afraid that's your last word, Joe. Sorry to do that to you. But thank you so much, uh, consumers. You've been listening to of consuming interest right here on the Federal News Network. My guest has been Joe Himsley, a certified financial planner with Americ Prize Financial Services. Again, Joe, thank you. This is Shirley Rooker. And thank you for joining us.